You are listening to the Converge Media Network, uplifting our voices. Loyalty's my favorite characteristic of God, but finding it in it is hard. It's like trying to find God. You're the only one in your camp with cheese. You pay for everything they eat. Man, that insecurity is deep. Now I ain't said no names. These are just theories if you hear me, baby. It's home. You must admit it's kind of eerie, baby. Like them chemtrails in the sky. Grand Rising, everybody. Welcome to the day with Trey. I'm your host, Trey Holiday, and it is a What's the Word Wednesday. And I'm going to tell you right now, you guys, uh, when it comes to live TV, there's a lot of technical things. And today, our director, Curtis Cuddy Delgado, got us all the way right. Want to give him a huge shout out for making sure our audio was on point for all of y'all. Because, I mean, we could have a great lineup for you, but if you can't hear us, it's going to be a problem. So I'm so glad that Cuddy found the way to make it all work today. And thank you so much, y'all, for joining us. We do have an amazing show lined up for you today on this What's the Word Wednesday. Of course, because it is Wednesday, that means I get to start the show with Brian Callanan. So we'll be typing in with him, learning all about what's going on on tonight's episode of Seattle News Views and Brews. Uh, a lot of different things going on with the budget. We'll check in with him and see how things are flowing right now down there at City Hall and what he and his co-host, David Croman will be talking about for all of you tonight. Also, I'm, I'm really excited because we have a mother-son team, a dynamic duo in the building. Pat Butler Lathan and her son, Jabari J.B. Hayes, is in the building all about legacy uh, beauty hair and supply store. I'm so excited that they are here in the building. So uh, um, you know what? I'm, I'm going to tell you like this. Anytime we have the opportunity to support and celebrate Black businesses, y'all know I'm here for it. So legacy hair and beauty supply, they are going to be telling us more about that today. Um, but I, I will say, you know, uh, I'm excited because of course we're still coming off of all of the vibrant energy from earlier in the week, yesterday and Monday, we were at the Paramount Theater. Huge shout out to everybody at Paramount for the partnership, for helping to make that happen. I know it takes a lot of hands on deck to get us all there. Shout out to the Elite Collective, Carlos Amani and the whole team who kept us nice and right on the camera and audio. And Y'all should have seen the setup. It's a huge 20-piece board. I mean, it was fantastic. And, you know, honestly, for us, the ones who are on camera, I always appreciate the care that's given to make sure that we're comfortable, that we have what we need. Shout out to the whole team over there. The crafty services is always great. So there was lots of good snacks for us. They kept us nice and right. So I'm excited for that. Um, of course, it's the top of the show, though. So it's a perfect time for you to tag and share the stream. Please tag and share this stream with folks you feel could benefit from a daily dose of dopeness right here on The Day with Trey. If you can't watch us, you can listen to us anywhere you find your favorite podcast. Just search Converge Media Network and The Day with Trey. Y'all will find me there on Google, Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud. You name it, we're on 200 plus podcast platforms. So uh, trust me, whichever one is your favorite, I'm sure you guys will find us there. Um, I have a couple of announcements before I uh, hand it over and get into it with Brian Callanan. Uh, I want to give a huge shout out to Mothers for Police Accountability, Miss Reverend Walden. Uh, they, Her and her team will be having a 
a community safety meeting tonight from 6 to 7.30 at the Liberty Bank building. Uh, uh, you know, we are dealing with so many different things in our community regarding safety. And I love that we have this all hands on deck model of people in community who care enough to say, we need to be doing our own kind of safety meetings. We need to hear from community. So shout out to Mothers uh, for Police Accountability and the work that they are doing. Please join in on this meeting, you guys. We need to hear from community members. We need to make sure your voices are at the center of any safety initiatives that are going to be happening in our community. Um, so please join this meeting at the Liberty Bank building in their community room tonight from 6 to 730. If you do have any questions or are trying to get more information, you can actually call 206-380-1710. Again, that's 206-380-1710. So you can get more information on that. Also, I'm excited because tonight I will be on We Live in Color with Deontay Damper as we do a legislative forum. There it is. We're going to be holding it down. That is tonight from 7 to 9 p.m. We encourage you guys to tap in, share any questions you have for these candidates. Uh, the, the race is hot and heavy here in the 37th district. So I'm so glad that I get to participate in this much needed forum to ensure that we are hearing from both of these candidates and that we identify, you know, hey, are their uh, measures and the things that they are pushing for, are they in unison with what I need, what my family needs? Uh, we've been talking about the need for us to be engaged voters and informed voters um, every single opportunity that we have to vote. This is another one. These local votes mean so much. So make sure that you guys tap in tonight, seven and nine, you know, send us your questions through the chat. We're going to be trying to make sure that we co collect questions. We got some great questions already from community members who have been able to come in and give us those questions. So Deontay Damper and I will be there live in full effect. We live in color tonight at 7 p.m. Make sure you check that out. Of course, uh, I got to toss it over to my guy, Brian Callanan of Seattle News Views and Brews. He is coming up right now to tell us all about what's going down tonight on Seattle News Views and Brews right here on Converge. What's up, Brian? How are you? Hey, I, there I am joining the stream. I'm good. I'm good. I'm actually at City Hall right now. They're working on the budget just a few, a few floors above me. But we're talking about the budget this evening on Seattle News Views and Brews. David Croman has another week or so off. He just had a kid. Uh, super happy for him. But I'm back with my old pal, Kevin Schofield. And what we're talking about is some of the different budget earmarks that we're going to be seeing from a number of the different council members that are, that are uh, working on this right now. And as you may or may not know, all seven of those district seats, they are actually up for election next year. So I think what we'll see here over the next couple of weeks is a lot of these moves by these district uh, district council members to really push for things within their districts. Maybe it's a transportation addition. Maybe it's something that will uh, help with health care in that region. Maybe it'll something that will help with daycare in that region. But it's something we want to keep an eye on, especially when you think about the fact that some of the different district boundaries are actually changing. That's something that's going on, too, concurrently with this process. So I think we're going to be seeing some of these different council members not only looking for something to happen in their own district, but as these district boundaries change, they're going to be looking to work on that, too, and maybe try to help some of the people who may be in their district in the future. So as always, Trey, it's one of those situations where we're going to have to be keeping a close eye out. They're talking with uh, a few of the different, they're doing this by departments. And the one that is really, really interesting is coming up tomorrow. They're all interesting, but the one coming up tomorrow is when they're talking about the investments that the council is talking about making 
into the Seattle Police Department, the Seattle Department of Transportation, and they're also working on uh, housing on that day, too. So a lot of different issues to handle there over the next several days. But Thursday is the one where I would really urge people to keep a close eye on what's happening with those budget committee hearings, because there's just a ton going on right now. Yeah. And this is something that I really appreciate you guys uh, at Seattle News, Views and Brew. Shout out that Kevin Schofield's going to be yep, on yep. tonight. No money with go money. You know it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. The wordy and nerdy. We miss you, Kevin. I'm so glad to see you back with Seattle News, Views and Brews. But I will say that these are the issues that kind of get into muddy waters for a lot of people because trying to follow the money, honestly, Brian, sometimes it's not the easiest thing for everybody. Yeah. So they really need that guide. I'm glad you guys are on it. I know that there's a lot of chatter and community right now about the jumpstart tax. I know we talked about it before, but how Mm -hmm. the mayor is trying to move money kind of outside of that and the original intent uh, Mm -hmm. for that tax money uh, and fill those voids in the general budget. This is still something that now I think a lot of community members are concerned with. It's going to be interesting to see how these district council members really uh, take that on as well, because this is something that's going to affect all of the districts. Um, And really, there's a a big push when we talk about, uh, you know, affordable housing housing and other things that are in terms of economic development and communities that have been divested from. There's a lot of work that needs to be done to repair those harms there. And it is going to take big money to come in and fill those voids as well. So this is really an interesting topic all around, Brian. I'm glad you guys are covering it. Yeah, definitely working on that. We're also looking at something that's really interesting a little bit further south of us in Portland. If you hadn't heard over the past week or so, the Portland mayor down there, Ted Wheeler, proposed what would be a ban on camping on public streets. Now, it's not happening tomorrow. Wouldn't happen for several months. He's talking about setting up some city-run camps where people who are on the street would be brought into those camps. He's saying, we don't want to arrest people, but potentially we could hand out citations if people really dig their feet in or whatever else. But he's saying what we would do is this. If it comes to a point where citations need to be issued, he would say, all right, you can avoid that citation if you agree to go into services here. So I think it's a very interesting dynamic that's going on with Portland. Certainly, they have issues with unauthorized homeless camps there, as we do in Seattle. This is a new approach. It's something the Portland City Council will be wrestling with here. But there are so many different issues around this, especially the uh, case from the Ninth Circuit Court that said, hey, cities, I hear what you're doing with bands or whatever else. This is what the justices were saying. I hear what you're doing with bands and all that. You can't do that if you don't have space for these people to go. So it's this idea of building up these different shelters. It's this idea of trying to compel people to go into those different shelters. And are we just warehousing the homeless? That's the question that Kevin was asking in our podcast here. And that's something we get into as well. But this is a really thorny issue for Portland here. It's something that every city is dealing with. They're trying this new approach here, and we'll see how this one plays out. But it's something I would have to say that Seattle is paying close attention to. I bet Seattle is, honestly, I mean, we are too close uh, of cities to not really kind of pay attention to what each other are doing. And this is such an issue, as you said, Brian, that affects so many different cities all over America. The thing is for me, and and, and I'll keep on saying this, you know, when we think about the solutions to our unhoused population, are we centering the voices of those who are unhoused? I'm going to keep saying it because, you know, this is not a top-down approach, um, honestly, that should be enacted upon. This is something that if 
people from the, the, the unhoused community are saying, yes, this is something we want. We want maybe some city sanctioned uh, spaces that we know we can go to that will provide wraparound services, give us what we need in terms of our own healing and, and maybe give us the opportunity to uh, get off of the streets. I think that, you know, having some really specific steps to what that looks like, it needs to be guided by those who are already the ones that are going to need these services um, uh, because we can come up with solutions all day. But if those who are unhoused don't want those solutions, if it's off the mark a bit, we're going to see another failed system. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the big uh, experiment here. The big question mark with this, a number of different cities have tried these different bands, but Portland is trying to push ahead with this. And the big challenge there is it's not just going to be the city. It's going to take the county. It's going to take the state to get on board with this. It's going to take homeless advocates to get on board, too. So not all those pieces are in place right now. So definitely something to watch from city of Portland. But very interesting to see that one unfold. Yeah, well, Brian, as always, great topics you all are covering tonight. Make sure folks know how to get in touch with you and find Seattle News Views and Brews tonight. Cool. Thanks, Trey. Make sure you check out Seattle News Views and Brews right here on Converge, 7 o'clock this evening, half-hour show. You get a good lesson on civics and what's going on there. Also, make sure you hit me up at Callanan Seattle on Twitter. I'll make sure I hit you back. We love to answer questions that come in from the community, so send them my way. Thanks a lot, Trey. Absolutely. As always, thanks so much, Brian, for giving us time in. You know, take it easy over there at City Hall. We're, we're giving you all the good energy. <laughs> you got it. All right. Thanks a lot, Trey. See you around. All right. Always a great conversation with Brian. And I'm telling you guys, these are the topics that we need to be bringing in new candidates, right? Those who are saying that they want to represent us. What are they going to do in terms of budget conversations? This is something that happens every single year. They look at an annual budget. There's always, uh, you know, different council members who are vying for what their constituents say they need. But that means they need to hear from you. So make sure that you are being engaged and involved in these processes. If you can't attend, you know, public hearing, that's fine. You know, check out Seattle Channel, see how they're covering these things. You know, check out Seattle News Views and Brews. How are they covering it and how can you be engaged and informed? Of course, I'm really excited. After this short break, we got two legends in the building and I'm talking about Pat Butler. Lathan is going to be joining us up next after this short break. Uh, we're going to be talking to her and her son, Jabari Hayes. JB, they're both in the building. We got their up next. Oh, okay. Oh, somebody. Okay. Thank you for telling me. <laughs> All right. Well, we do have them coming up after this short break. You guys don't want to miss this amazing conversation so we can hear about how they've opened up another black owned beauty supply store. This is really phenomenal for our community. Stay tuned. You don't want to miss this. You're watching the day with Trey. Basically, fam, believe in giving. Like, we have to be willing to give more. And people seem to always think giving means money. But nah, bro. It's like you can give time. You can give understanding. You can give access. You can give a listening ear and an open heart. You can give and share your God-given gifts and talents. But you just got to give. COVID-19 hurt my income, my health, and my family. We were about to lose our home when we heard we might be eligible for homeowner assistance funds from the government. We called 1-877-894-HOME and a housing counselor stepped in, talked to our lender, and saved our home. Federal funding details at WashingtonHalf.org. That's WashingtonHAF.org. 
<laughs> Welcome back, everybody. <laughs> Welcome back to the David Chair. I'm your host, Trey Holiday, and I'm so excited to have, uh, you know, my next two guests in the building. Uh, when we talk about uplifting business, we got to continue to do that. What's up, y'all? Welcome, Pat. Welcome, JP. Good morning. So great to be here with you, Trey. Yeah, right there at the top so we can hear you. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Good morning. Uh, no, you know what? I'm so glad that you guys uh, were able to make it happen today and come with, you know, with busy schedules and all that. This is really exciting uh, to know that there's another black owned hair and beauty supply store. I want to give you guys a moment to kind of introduce yourselves. Okay. Well, first, can we give you a gift? We're so grateful that you invited us on here. We're thrilled with the work you do in the community. You're always finding a way to do more. So we're grateful for being here. And we're grateful. And it's a little thank you. And we like for you to, to look and see which one of these you, you appreciate the most. Look at that. I got options, y'all. You got options. Those are made by LaShawn, LaShawn Williamson. She's a, a wonderful designer. She custom designs jewelry oh with her hands. And she puts so much love and caring into it. We know that. This is something we want you to to take home and to enjoy and to wear and to appreciate. Oh, so thank you. It's just a. Yeah, this is the one, you know, because I have uh, you guys can't see this, but I'm going to try to take it out of this bag. Uh, this is so beautiful. Um, both of them are so pretty. That is rose quartz. Oh, yeah. And it's very, very special. Wow. And uh, we'll talk more about that later because it's so special. So thank wow. you. For well, all you thank do. you so much for this gift, you guys. I appreciate it. Seriously. You're welcome. Wholeheartedly. Well, oh, my you. goodness. Well, 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 tell the folks about uh, Legacy Hair and Beauty Supply. Uh, you know, what got y'all started? OK, well, you want to ask that question first? Sure. So um, it started. I um previously owned a beauty beauty salon inside of a beauty supply and i saw how our community was treated i personally didn't like it and it's like i constantly heard people say man i wish i could go to someone that looks like us to get our supplies so that motivated me to start my search on how to get it and the research and everything like that i not too long ago I actually got the opportunity so once i did you know i did that i took my beauty supply or my beauty salon out of the supply and that was birth. My mother said that this was one of her dreams and she's a great businesswoman, great with financials, everything like that. So I thought, let's do it together because, you know, nothing better than working with your mama. You know what I mean? So. I love that. You know what? And honestly, we need to see more of that. You know, they there's this huge moniker that I think we have to really push against in terms of you can't do business with family. Y'all are showcasing that's <laughs> not the case. And honestly, I think when you move in an essence of love, you know, you can really do anything when it comes to family. And so great story, JB, about, you know, already having a store and be like, you know what? Yeah, we can do this on our own. I, I think what you said, there's so many Many people out there that have felt that sentiment in terms of being in a business and feeling unwelcome. And it's not, um, you know, it's not something that we need to endure all the time, especially when we think about, you know, uh, other cultures that dominate in certain industries. And we already know when it comes to beauty supplies and hair, we already know where it goes. So I think it's really important that you guys are really breaking the mold here. Uh, Pat, when, when, when JB, you know, brought this to you, tell us about some of your first reaction to this and saying, you know, how you guys will be able to do business together. And, and as he said, you'd be able to, you know, kind of achieve one of your dreams. Exactly. Well, my background, I have a background that's 
varied. I've been in business my, for myself for 20 years, so I've always wanted to be self-employed. So this was one of my dreams. I've been reading and learning about the industry, and I realized that African-Americans uh, spend nine times more in that industry than other ethnic groups. And I've been educating myself about how to create generational wealth, how to create wealth in our community. And I was just getting more and more upset. And I said, what can I do? And then I uh, went back to when I was a, a child and my, my mother and father, my parents taught me to love God, family and community. And I said, well, how can I, what can I do for the community? Not just for us, but for the community. So when my son brought me this idea, I said, this is fortuitous. This is really an, a great opportunity for us because we can do something for the community. What we can do is we can keep money in our community because com money leaves our community within three to six hours. Six, yeah. 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 And I just, I just can't take that. I can't take that anymore. I'm, I'm a doer. And when there's something to be done, I don't want to talk about it. I'm tired of talking. It's time for us as a people to do it. So we decided to do this and we can be one small part of creating more businesses in our community. What I want to do by our example is show people in our community that you can create a business. Don't be afraid, pick it one step at a time. There's people there to help you. There's a lot of love and caring. And also I have a nonprofit called Pearl Legacy and I thought this would be a good way to connect nonprofit work with business because our goal is to bring our youth into our shop uh, as we grow in our success. We're not there yet where we can show them that there's a way to have a business. Just don't think about jobs. Think about having your own business. Think about the next generation and the next generation and creating wealth. So we want our youth in our shop so they can learn about business and they can have hope and know that they can have a business, a strong and thriving business of whatever type. You know, this model is so important to me in terms of, you know, uh, having a business, but opening it up for you to really benefit from the business um, acumen that you are gaining. Right. That for me is really key when we think about how we infuse information and get younger generations engaged and involved in their communities. Because as we know, small businesses really are the backbone of our financial system here in America. And so. So uh, the you know we I've learned uh, so much and read so many articles on the growth of Black women-owned businesses during mm -hmm. COVID, right? And even right now, something I want to share with you all is that Zen Business, uh, right now until the end of October, so we got a, a few more days or whatever. But Zen Business right now is doing an LLC creation for free for any mothers throughout America. So it's a huge, huge deal where it's like. Like they recognize that uh, uh, women, uh, particularly mothers, were like, we have to take something into our own hands. So I love this that you said, look, what better business partner could I have than my mother? And, you know, that you guys are really showcasing it together. Jabari, tell me a bit about for you this impact of, you know, you already being a business owner, your mom being a business owner. And now you're saying we're doing it together. But we now have a location. You know, when you first opened the doors on, on your uh, beauty supply, tell us a bit about what that meant to you. <laughs> what it meant to me, well, is it, I can say something like it's a, it was a dawn of a new day. Um, very exciting. Uh, the, the future is bright. Something that I've learned in my experience and through watching others is that the way to wealth, to wealth isn't necessarily through providing service, it's through products. Because mm -hmm. you can't necessarily 
exchange your time for money and expect to to gain real wealth. So now we have products. So it's like, I'm just like, I always wanted to see, be able to like do things like get my mama house or whatever, things like that. So it's like my chance to really make a difference in, like she said, uh, my lives, but also community lives. Examples that is like how we're trying to invite other businesses, black owned businesses. We have the lady that does those. We um, just recently started uh, an agreement with, um, what is the lady's name? That's uh, oh, Sally beyond the curls. Sally of beyond, Sally, Sally beyond the curl. So we're inviting other black businesses to use our business as a black platform, uh, as a platform to get their, their, their products moving a little bit better. So that's what it meant to me is like, I get an opportunity to really make a difference in a lot of other people's lives. Yeah, that right there, I think is the proliferation of business. Um, and I'm seeing this, I, you know what? I just feel like we are in a new renaissance or something, right? Uh, in terms of us giving to each other in a way that is, you know, goes back to how we started our own towns. And I always think about uh, the roaring towns of the 20s, all of the Black Wall Streets all across America that really showcase that Black people just, we gave into each other, you know, right? We built trust, we built community, we built relationships. And, you know, I see it in the art world often, right? I think about um, the Link Project, which is like, hey, look, we're going to open these doors, but it's for a lot of other artists and people to bring their products in. I think about uh, so many different uh, spaces like inside and others that have really utilized this model of we're going to have a space, but our space is here so that people can launch their products. They can launch mm -hmm. their services. They can be a part of this in a way that really builds a collective model. This is really intriguing to me because you don't see a lot of this in the beauty uh, supply industry, right? Beauty and hair supply. You don't. Right. Um, you know, uh, oftentimes what we see is we get a lot of products shipped over from different parts of the country or outside of the country. Mm -hmm. A lot of brand names that people have been used to, but I'm starting to really see a rise of us creating our own hair care line, skin care line, those kind of things. Um, Pat, when you think about how you want to grow this, you were talking about the youth. Tell us a bit about what you see in terms of adding more and more products to what you guys are offering. What we aspire to do, our main goal is to offer products that the community wants and also to educate the community about the products they're using. Because what we find is that a lot of us are using products and we really don't know what's in them or how to use them or what's best for us. Everybody's a little different. And uh, as Jabari mentioned, we have a new product line called Beyond the Curls, founded by a young African-American woman we are very excited about because it's all natural, chemical free. So we'll be introducing that to people. And uh, now we're developing a marketing plan to figure out how to do that. But that's very, very exciting. So when people come in the door, I want to share that product line with them as well as all our products. And then yeah. it's their choice. But education is number one and it's very important. And uh, also, we want to invite people to come into our community and just talk to us and tell us what they're looking for. Tell us how we can support them. We want, we're not a, a regular beauty supply. Uh, hair and beauty supply, because we feel we have a role in the community. We, we're not just there to take money. We're there to take feedback, input, and to encourage others to whatever their dream is. You know, if they have a dream of starting a business, well, what can we do to help you? If they have a dream of creating their own hair, line, hair care line or facial care line, how can we help you? You know, if they're looking for a way to educate their child and the public schools are failing them, how can we help you? Maybe we can be a resource and refer them to people. We don't have all the answers, but we have a few. And so that's just it. We just feel 
there's a strong connection with our community because that's how my parents raised me and that's how I've raised my, yeah, yeah I raised yeah. my four sons to always remember family and community and to never step away from your community, no matter how successful you get, no matter where you travel, always remember you're part of a family and you're part of a community. So that's that's what we're doing. I absolutely adore this. And thank you so much for raising your sons to be that. We need more parents infusing that messaging. I was just having a conversation with my 16-year-old. He'll be 17 in December. My gosh, it goes so quick. I was just telling him that when he is out, he's representing us as a unit, a family unit. And so much of this, because, uh, uh, you know, we live in federal way. There's not, it's not a lot of community necessarily. So we have to be intentional about the community that we're building, the people that you bring into your circle of influence. Right. And I was just sharing that with him. I said, it's, it's beyond you or your friends or whatever. It's about, you know, this collective as a whole. And when you think about that, like you said, no matter how successful you get, you got to understand that this is the, that kind of birthing place that helped you get there. You know, there was people that you connected with that got you there. So I love that you uh, have been Use that into your your sons, uh, but but I also got to say too, one of the things that I really appreciate about what you all are doing is you are opening up your doors to be a gathering space, right? You're saying, come, give us feedback, talk to us, stop by, tell us what you need, you know, see, let us see how we can help you. All of those things for me are like what make black businesses so unique because they're not. It's not just oh, I'm going to go there to get my you know beauty supply products. I'm also going to be able to build relationship with you all. I'm going to maybe talk to others who are there getting products and services. I'm going to check in with folks. I'm going to, you know, really embed myself in the place and I'm going to feel welcome to do so. That for me is where we start to see like what we always say, what we've had in community before that got kind of gentrified is that we had community hubs. We had spaces where people could build relationships and have good conversations. We know the barbershop and the beauty salons are always places for that. So I love knowing that you all are continuing in that. Uh, I got to give you guys time right now to make sure you look at the camera. How can folks do that? How can they be connected to what you all are doing? Where do they come and actually uh, partake in, in being a patron of all of the amazing products you guys have? How do people tap in with Legacy Hair and Beauty Supply? Thank you. Great question <laughs> that we're happy to answer. We're on Rainier Avenue South. We're at 5719 Rainier Avenue South. And uh, Orcus is on the north and uh, Mead is on the south. Our Instagram, you can find us at Legacy Hair BS. And on Facebook, Legacy Hair and Beauty Supply. Um, our phone number is 425-780-5443. That's the best way to find us. Do you have anything to add? Those, those are the best ways. Oh, sorry. Um, same information, but um, to add on to that, I own a, a beauty salon, a barbershop and salon on Rainer and Orcus. The phone number to reach me at is 206-465-3754. And yeah, all are welcome. I'm really trying to get more connected with the community and support like different candidates i'm really trying to level up so i've been it's amazing recently i've been contacted with different candidates and things like that so but contact me at that number 206-465-3754 in any way i can help i will 
Oh, man, you guys, it is such a pleasure to have you all join me today. Thank you for taking time to be here on the day with Trey. And thank you again for this amazing gift. I'm going to cherish it. I understand the power of Rose Quartz. So thank you. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate that. And and I will say this, you know, this is also a space for y'all as well. The day with Trey is really about uplifting the brilliance in our community and getting people engaged and informed and to be inspired. You guys have definitely provided inspiration for me today. So as you have new products or new events coming on, please feel free to reach out to me. Let me know so we can help to share that. Okay. Cause that's, that's going to be, it's going to be a proper exchange and we're just beginning this relationship. It's not the end. I'm so excited. Thank you, Trey. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I just want to compliment you on this studio and what you're accomplishing, the connections that you are, are building. Like I got my homie Dre's at the beginning of the show, uh, the connections to Black Dot is beautiful. It's like a, a really beautiful tree that's sprouting out of Seattle. And I love it. Oh, JB, thank you so much. That means a lot. I'm glad that what we're doing here is really having an impact in community. That's the whole goal for me. Thank you both. Definitely. Absolutely. Wow, you guys, I told you it was going to be an amazing Wednesday. Of course, I get to wrap all of this greatness up right after this short break. Stay tuned. You're watching The Day with Trey. Within sports, you learn so many life lessons that'll help you be successful in any area that you plan to pursue. So I remember being a kid in Spokane and going to camps like this with my friends and just having a blast. And that's really when I fell in love with this game. Hopefully we're doing the same and inspiring some of these kids to keep going on this journey. Especially as a girl growing up, like you see, you see a lot of boys at these camps, but like just seeing like more and more girls start at a younger age, it, it makes me happy. We had to have funding, right? We cannot do this work without the necessary resources available so that our kids can thrive. Without resources, we can't see kids play and play to their potential. How we can ensure that basketball in our communities is sustainable. Funding is a big part of it. I think working with the right groups and this was the opportunity I think that kickstarted that and we're really excited about any opportunities to just keep moving it forward. It was just an awesome opportunity to show what this community can do, what basketball energy they can bring. Being able to work with the Seattle Sports Commission, work with the King County Play Equity Coalition, uh, we were able to bring big basketball energy to Tequila Community Center and hopefully use this as a launching point and able to get more funding for them in the future. The kids get to see me, get to see, you know, all the rest of the guys who did it all in the area of Washington, Seattle area. So being able to give back to them and uh, let them know that, you know, they can chase their dreams too. This is a fundamental right of all kids, that they have the right to play, which isn't always available to all of our kids in our communities. We got next to ensure kids always have a place to play, compete, and have fun. Oh, and we're back live. <laughs> we're, excuse me, sorry. We're over here taking photos and just having a good old time. But of course, you guys, this is what I'm talking about. Honestly, uh, you know, what Pat and JB shared today is a, is a reason why we do this. Stay tuned. We're going to have you guys sign the guest wall, okay? Don't leave yet. Um, but I, I want to say this, that, you know, as we think about how we are impacting our community here at Converge, it's really important for us to really uplift stories like what they shared today and to make sure y'all know that there is another space where you can be buying your beauty and hair care products. You can be connecting with JB if you're looking to get some services. Um, So please make sure you guys follow up with Legacy Hair and Beauty Supply right there on Rainier Avenue. I want to give a huge shout out, of course, to Brian Callanan for being in the building with me on 
stream yard. He was like in city hall. He's just down the street, but you know, he's really dedicated to making sure we know all the things that are going on there. Shout out to Kevin Schofield for joining him on tonight's episode of Seattle news views and brews. Make sure you guys tap in. And also I'm so excited that we will be here doing, uh, we live in color, the candidate forum. So I'm so excited that I'll be with Deontay. Is it this? Sorry. There you go. Okay. Look, Cody's like, give me that. Um, I'm just so excited that I'll be able to do that with him as well. You guys, thank you so much for watching. And those of you in the podcast world, thank you for listening. Uh, for me, of course, I want you to be inspired. What Pat and JB shared today was more than a dose of inspiration as a mother and son duo are making it happen right here, uh, you know, in Seattle for black business. And they're opening their doors to other small business owners. If you have a product, Product that you're looking to launch, connect with them. If you have uh, feedback you want to give in terms of a product you're looking to see, make sure you connect with them. And you guys know I want you to be inspired to see yourself as a part of the solution as they have as well. It's so important that all of us do that to make our world a better place. And for me, until tomorrow at 11 a.m., y'all, peace. <laughs> Converge Media produces culturally relevant content for black and urban audiences. Our coverage is raw, transparent, and objective, praised by community leaders, government officials, and residents. Support Converge Media today via Venmo, Cash App, or PayPal at Converge Media.